When it's one thing then another On top of everything else It's good to have a place where you can go And be yourself A place where guilty pleasure Is a never-uttered phrase Where you can watch the films you like And not care what they will say Down at the soft spot Cinema What shows is down to you So take a seat, enjoy the view Say there's no entry fee to pay, just a donation would be nice at the soft spot cinema. Hello, friends, welcome once again to the soft spot cinema where there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Today, my mate Laura Noble will be joining me. Uh, Laura is an actor, a teacher, and a YouTube sensation. You can find her YouTube stuff if you search for The Book of Laura. You can find all her stuff there. She came to the cinema to see a film that she has a soft spot for, New York Minute from 2004. Now, New York Minute is the last film to date from the powerhouse identical duo, Mary Kate and Ashley, and also stars Eugene Levy and Jared Padalecki. But... Before we hear why Laura loves it so much, let's hand over to the real people of Rotten Tomatoes for another edition of Real Reviews. There's no rhyme or reason to the ones we choose But here's some Real Reviews Whichever way you look at it, it's just a really, really good jingle, that. Really good jingle. Uh, you're listening to Real Reviews once again. Uh, today we're reacting to the film New York Minute starring Mary Kate and Ashley. Uh, first up, we've got Lachella on the line. What's your view, Lachella? This is a funny movie and I like it very much. Straight to the point, thank you very much. Next up, Laurie S. Brilliant film starring Jared Padalecki. OMG, so unbelievably hot, 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 hot. Yep, uh, thank you for that. Uh, pour yourself a, a glass of water or something. Thank you very much. Uh, next up, we've got Georgia on the line. What's your view? Predictable, but I don't hate it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for that. Uh, Angie K next. I love it. It has simple plan in it, and it's packed with hotties. We do have some thirsty callers on the line today, don't we? Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we've got Holly on the phone. Not as bad as I thought it would be. I had some really funny parts. There we go, a real review. Thank you, Holly. Plus, Jared Padalecki shirtless. Yum. OK, thank you for that. Uh, we've got a male perspective next. We've got Gary on the phone. Come on, let's, let's bring it back on track, Gary. Oh, I love that bit when the guy has his shirt off. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got Rachel. Rachel L, what do you think? As my dad said, just by listening to this movie, he could tell it's a turd. That's quite an ability your dad's got there. You could, uh, it's like a superhero. Rich. Rich? You could call him, uh, Captain Shithouse. <laughs> Rich? Oh, she's, uh, she's gone. Okay, just time for a couple more. Uh, what's your view, Julie? Worst movie on the entire Earth Award. I can't search my mind for a more horrible movie. A sound check? Really? 
You'd like escape to New York and like battle an international smuggling ring and uh, change clothes at every camera angle change for a simple plan sound check and a chance at a scholarship by giving a three second speech. I'm pretty sure Ashley could have emailed her speech to them instead and like Mary Kate could have just stayed at home and watched it on TV and like we could have avoided this film altogether. Oh, never mind, they needed to save the world from subliminal messages and music by retrieving a tiny microchip from some bad guys. Oops, a tiny dog ate it. End movie. Uh, how many, out of five, how many stars would you give it, Julie? Probably three. And that's our time. Thank you once again for joining me in another edition of... Real Reviews. Back to me in the studio. Thank you very much, me. Uh, now, let me just get this up here. On the Rotten Tomatoes, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, from the professional critics, this film it got eleven percent overall. Uh, that's the rating. Uh, but from the audience, it got forty-seven percent, so significantly better. Uh, the consensus from the critics is as follows: feels more like a calculated product designed to expand the Olsen's brand rather than an actual movie. Also, it contains ethnic stereotyping and sexual innuendo. The, the last point, you've got to give them that one, it does. And, and we do get into that uh, because it, it is quite... Um, it, it stands out like a sore thumb, let's put it that way. Uh, but I think it's it's about time that we, we got to learn a little bit more about Laura and why this film had such an impact on the young Laura Noble. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's move on to that conversation. At the soft spot cinema Way back when, when I first uh, contacted your agent to see if you'd want to appear on this, uh, your, your initial suggestion, I believe, was Ali G in the house. <laughs> because for young Laura, this was a, a bit of a sexual awakening. Is that Am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> am I, am I? I'm, not, I'm not making it up, am I? Dear, no, no, I can't. Oh, yes, you're right. You can't. I've gone so red. Well, we, 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 we don't. Oh, it's, 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 it's by the by, Laura. We, we, you can go into that and we can move on. It's the, I think the mere sentence of Ali G in the house was somewhat of a sexual awakening for you. I think that's mm. enough. I think that's already embarrassing enough, isn't it? I think, I mean, I think if know. we leave the story open ended, leave an air of mystery. And then you there s- is a particular scene in that film <laughs> for which it had gave me stirrings in your in and your loins <laughs> in my loins. Mm. No, it happens to what it happens to us all. Happens to the best. Yeah, it, it happens it? to the best of us. You've got to start somewhere, Laura. I always say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to start somewhere. And sometimes it's with a canopy. So it is. Oh, oh, that's a reference to the film. I, I thought that was. Anyway, move on. Anyway, we move on. Move on. So your second choice then, after we'd sat on Allergy for a while, your second choice was Home Alone 4, was it not? Another cinematic masterpiece. It just shows your taste in in cinema here. Yeah, yeah. You can see how I progressed through life. Yeah. How my stylings changed. Yeah, Home Alone 4 starring not Joe Pesci, but a recast Joe Pesci. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because here, look, to cut a long story short, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
in 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 the in the time between that conversation and, and starting this podcast today, I still had Home Alone yeah. Four in my head, but you got yeah. this completely different film in your mind, which we yeah. apparently had a conversation about New York Minute. So I went away to start watching Home Alone Four. Yeah, and I got fifteen minutes in, and then I text you <laughs> something something about the thing, and uh, no, it's not Home Alone Four at all. I'm supposed to be watching. New York Minute. Yeah. Because I tell you something, I didn't tell you this, Go on. but I, in preparation for this podcast, I went I went to watch Home Alone 4. Did you? And I couldn't get through it. Couldn't, yeah. I literally couldn't. I, and that's when I texted you going, we have to change we the film. Because yeah, I can't sit through this. It was that bad. Yeah. And I, I had no love for it. I was 20 minutes in, and I was like, Well, you bring wow. up you bring up that the guy's a recast of Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. He isn't. I googled it. He is. He no, listen, listen. Let me get it. I'm good. No, you're wrong. I, I'm not wrong. <laughs> he's not a recast of Joe Pesci. He's a recast of the other guy. Why does he look exactly like Joe Pesci? He looks like Joe oh, Pesci, and he's doing <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> but I, I swear to God, I swear to God, because the other fella, the tall fella, Marv, Marv, Marv. he's playing no. Marv. This fella in the. You're having a laugh. I'm not. Google it. He is playing Marv. He's Why playing is he doing Mar- Joe Pesci? I think I don't think he got the memo. He's he's, he's got the hat on. He's yeah. acting like this, and he's doing the same things. Yeah, but he's supposed what? to be the other guy. Oh, that's just horrendous. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and that that pissed me off right away, Laura. That's horrific, isn't it? Well, good good thing we're not. Good thing we changed our minds, eh, Dan? Which is the so- falls down the down the toilet. Right, uh, absolute shambles. Oh, dear. So let's get on to a proper film. The film <laughs> yes. we actually settled on at the end. Yeah. New York Minute. The icon that is. Did you enjoy it? How did, how did you feel about it? We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> this is about you, Laura. I want to know a bit Something, of... Oh. I want to know a bit of history here. I want to know... Yeah. When did you first see this film? Why? Where does this soft spot come from? Why do you like it? Well... Well, you've got to remember, Dan, that I was the target market for this when it came out. Right. 2004, I was a seven-year-old girl. Yeah. That is like peak Mary-Kate and Ashley years. I think so. Um, yeah, exactly. And there's nothing more, in, you know, incredibly enigmatic to a seven-year-old from a black country than seeing a film set in New York where two girls just, you know, go on an adventure and they fall in love and things happen to them. Um, so I think something about their, you know, just how their kooky lives just, just happened in front of them. Just, you know, it did it for me, Dan. And I was ready. So you aspired, little you aspired to, to be them. You you really want it. Now, which one were you? Because Mary Kate and Ashley, they're, they're, they're playing twins in this and it's a remarkable character. They look just like each other. The play. <laughs> Play twins. They are, yeah. And they're both contrasting personalities. Aren't they just to the point where, you know, you've got one of them on the train with the little inflatable pillow and the other one is like drum soloing down yeah. the aisle. Yeah. Because she's so she's so radical and different. She's punk you know? rock. So she, she was me. I was Mary Kate, hundred percent. You were you <laughs> hang on, which which one's Mary Kate? Punk Mary Kate's the the rock punk punk rock. Oh you want you wanted to be punk rocker? Well, yeah, I like the way that there's a. It, it's an example of just some of the clever filmmaking choices. The way they set up these <laughs> differing personalities, we see the different rooms. You see, and uh, is it Ashley who's the the the? the yeah, well, kinda... her name in the film is Jane, but yeah, we can call her. We'll, Ashley. we'll call That's her fine. Ashley. 
call her Ashley. <laughs> so she's she's the one that's a bit proper. So we set her, we see mm-hmm. her room. She likes pink. Yeah. She likes she tasteful decor. And then she's got a bobblehead of George W. Bush. <laughs> Which is the first of one of my favourite presidential references. The other one is where she goes... <laughs> Breaking into a hotel is what is what brought down Nixon or something, oh, which is yeah. just sensational. Yeah. Great presidential reference for the kids' film. I think it's brilliant. Kids love a president. <laughs> kids love a Watergate reference. <laughs> they love it. They do. They do. And the other I one, the other do. one's room. It's a bit. It's a bit dark. It's a bit grimy. She's got. She's got a a poster of Alanis Morissette yeah. on the wall. So you know she's. Yeah. You know she's not taking any shit. Exactly, exactly. It tells you everything you need to know about it. And they have the, you know, classic cutscene. One of them opens their wardrobe and it's all nice and neat. The other one opens it and it's a mess. She doesn't care. Yeah. She's got better things to do, like being in a band. Well, she's living, she's living life. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's the crux of this. You know, we've got, we've got two people who have different priorities in life, but they are forgetting the main priority of being sisters. Yes. You see? That's, that's, bang, we're set up. Exactly. We're in for now a journey. I know where I'm at. So exactly. We'll start walking. We'll start walking through the film. So let me let me let me consult my, oh, my notes. Say, Go on. The, the most brilliant. Th- I just love the image of you sat down watching American and Ashley films. <laughs> it just brings me so much serotonin. <laughs> well, I've got to. I'll, I'll have to confess, Laura. Right? Uh-huh. Here's what happened. I got okay. I got about an hour in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. I thought to myself, I'm going to have to go to to the to the loo. Yeah. Number number two. Okay. <laughs> Which I think okay. is important to, to to mention, so you get a yeah. picture of the length uh-huh. of the visit. But subconsciously, even yeah. though I knew I might be gone a while here, I just left yeah. the film running. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And that's I was fair. gone with with a combination of the toilet trip and. Just other things, you know. Just, just I started yeah, milling yeah. about. Uh, I came yeah. back, and then it was the credits. <laughs> you, you missed the 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 finale. Yes. So you're gonna have to fill me in. What? When did you, when did you vacate? What, what? Where did you leave it at? Um. When? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know. Do you? Don't even know. <laughs> I left. The last thing I remember. Yeah. Is um. Eugene Levy at a at a pop punk concert. Okay, that's halfway in. Is that that's halfway in? Halfway yeah. point of this film. Right. <laughs> Sensational. So you're gonna have, you're gonna have to. I can't imagine I miss much. No. You you did miss the emotional, the emotional scene though. Did I? Mm. Oh well, so we'll, we'll, I think... we'll get to that. You can fill me in. Okay. Okay. So we, okay. where are we? So Ashley. Yes. Who likes George W. Bush? She does. She's up for some kind of scholarship, is she not? That's what I got. Yeah, to go to Oxford University, which also sometimes is called London. They just choose yeah, they what just, they want to call it at any given point. It's England, isn't sometimes it? it's yeah. Sometimes it's Oxford University. Sometimes it's London. You know. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's certainly yeah. not the most offensive thing in this film. <laughs> well, no, it's not. we'll get to that. So she wants to do this 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 scholarship, right? So 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 what happens? Fill us in. So she has to give a speech at Columbia University in New York at three o'clock. 
And so she has to go to New York and travel. And her sister goes with her because her sister wants to attend a Simple Plan concert, who were big in 2004, um, because she wants to give her CD to record labels who will be at the Simple Plan concert. And chaos ensues because there is some business with, um, with a chip. Yeah. Is there any resolution to the chip? Obviously, I didn't see <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... So, no. So, Medicaid and Ashley... They end up, they're on the same train together. Yeah. They end up both getting kicked off the train. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, you're back. Say again, sorry, my, my internet went. That, I thought you just frozen in fear. <laughs> Say again, they get kicked off the train. They get kicked off the train for, for various yeah. reasons. So they're both <laughs> stranded at this train station yeah. and they need to get to New York. Exactly. And then, there's like a kind yeah. of a, a group of conspirators almost around her. <laughs> and, a, and a man places some kind of chip <laughs> inside Mary Kate's bag. I'm obsessed with the way you're saying Mary Kate, by the way. But yes, continue. Mary Kate. Mary Kate. <laughs> so what's this about? Yeah. Set this up for the listeners. Cause... Yeah. So there's, so she's just waiting. She's just an innocent bystander. She's waiting at the train station and lots of men in very matrix men in sunglasses start walking around. There's clearly some, um, what, how do they call it? A stick going on. Like, is it a stick, a stick. or like a... With, a stick a, Yeah. A, you no, know, not a stick There's a, um, oh, there's a meeting, like a criminal meeting. You'll know what I mean if you're listening. Right. Criminal meeting yeah. going on. And there needs to be some exchange of this, this chip, right? And... But the FBI are onto them. So the FBI start walking towards the man with the chip. So he, out of panic, puts it in Mary Kate's bag. So now the man who who needs who needs the chip has to follow Mary Kate and get it from her. So he is in pursuit of her because this... she has it in her bag. So, so where does Chinese Andy Richter come into it? <laughs> no. So he So the man who pursues her for the chip... For some reason, the character choice was, what if he is the adopted son of a Chinese woman and therefore talks with a Chinese accent? So that, I think, adds a lot of layers to, to the tale. Mainly racism, but it, it's still layers nonetheless. So he comes in asking if, if, if he can drive her to New York because he wants to pursue the chip. So he Why, do, why does York. he want the chip? Because, Dan, listen... Because his mum... You don't know Laura, do you? Chi- I do. I do. I do. All right. His, chi- his Chinese mother, who is actually Chinese. Yeah, she is, yeah. She is the head of, like, a pirate DVD ring. Yeah. And the chip has... It's not racist. It's not of- racist. No racist at all. It's not racist at all. And the chip contains thousands of pirated movies that they're going to put onto DVDs to sell. Right, right. And, this, and, and, and the FBI are also after this chip. Well, probably they, they know that stuff's going on, so they want to stop them, but right. they never appear again. Yeah. Right, I'm with yeah. it now. Yeah. So So stakes are high, stakes are high. So let's let's talk about Andy Richter's character for a moment. Sure. What what's he doing? What what's <laughs> He is purely in pursuit of, of the chip. Oh no, I know, I know, I know. I mean I mean what is Andy Richter oh, his, his, the, the actor? What's he oh. doing? I think he's he's doing 2004 Nickelodeon comedy at its finest, I think. So, so he, he's the adopted son of this Chinese mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. So the, the choice by either actor or director is to have him do 
the Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's act. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, yeah. And you know, in 2004, it flew. Did it? And no one thought... Yeah, yeah, well, definitely for me as a seven-year-old, I didn't think anything of it. Right. But now, watching it now, I'm horrified, as anyone would be. Do you feel, do you yeah, feel guilty? I do. Part part of me feels like I, I... You know, again, this is back to my middle-class upbringing. I was clearly sheltered. I had no idea what was, what was right and wrong. I mean, it's, it's, ex- it's, it's an extraordinary performance. Hmm. Maybe somewhat. Yeah. So anyway, Chinese Andy Richter's in pursuit of the chip because it's got pir- yeah. pirated films on there, and he needs those for his mother. And he needs those yeah. for his mother. So, 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 what yeah. happens now? So he says to Mary Kate, "says Do you want come come into my limousine?" Basically, he goes come into my limousine because he wants to just keep an eye on. He wants to take her to somewhere scary and take the chip. Yeah. So she goes to her sister, who was also waiting at the train station, come with me, I found a ride to New York, come in the limousine. So they go in the limousine with Chinese Andy Richter, who takes them to New York. Yes. And that's how the New York Minute begins, you see. New York Minute. Exactly. Right. I'm with you so far. This is where <laughs> yeah. I was completely on track. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of notable scenes that progress the plot from this point. But it went by in a blur, Laura. Well, you're forgetting the taekwondo scene in the subway. The taekwondo scene in the subway. Tell, tell us about that. So Andy Richter's pursued Medicaid nationally into the subway. Because they've escaped from the limo. Escaped. They escaped out the sunroof. Yeah. So he chases them into a completely deserted, empty subway, which I believe there are many in the middle of New York. Yes, in the um, middle of the day. They have a... Exactly. Mm. And they have a taekwondo fight and he loses and then they can get away. Because Andy Richter automatically knows taekwondo. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, why why wouldn't he? And um, and he's excellent at taekwondo, as he obviously is. But he, well, I mean, he does get he does get whooped by Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> See, the two five foot one twins. Yeah, yeah, he does. What happened to Mary Kate and Ashley? Oh, you know, they have you seen them now? Have you seen pictures of them now? No, I haven't. If you Google it, it's insane. They look so different. Because um, they went into fashion, I think they went and did fashion, and then they retired from acting after this film. This was their last film together, Mary New York Minute. Was there a, uh, was this film not a success? I don't, I don't think. I don't think it was quite the high they wanted to go out on. No, but yeah, it was their last film. Medicaid and now their sister is um, <clears throat> in Wandavision. Have you seen Wandavision? Wandavision? No, I haven't. I'm not on the Marvel wagon. No, I'm not. I'm no. really not on the marble. It's such a hard wagon to get onto. You've got to put so many hours in. You have. It's a nightmare. You have. Uh, and I just don't have the time. No, no. Right, so, Medicaid and Ashley. <laughs> Seeing you trying to navigate this film is just brilliant. It's excellent. I love it. I'm having a great time. So we, so we end up, how do we end up in this hotel room? I remember that. Oh, because they're very dirty because... Because um, of the hygiene. Yeah, 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 and they've got splashed by a car driving through a puddle, you yeah. know, so they go, we need to clean ourselves up because I've got my important speech at Columbia, you know. Yes. So they break into someone's hotel room, and this is where it gets, this is where it, you see, so this was the first film they did when they turned 18. Could you sense that when you were watching it's, it, that this was the first film when they turned 18? It's very sexy, Laura. Isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? So it, tra- it transpires like, to, to paint the picture. So, Medicaid yeah. and Ashley, they've broken into this hotel room in a posh hotel to clean themselves up. So, they're both, yeah. you know, frolicking around in um, 
yeah, in, uh, towels. towels and, and dressing yeah. gowns. Yeah. And then in bursts the the occupant <laughs> of the hotel room, uh, you know, classic 2004 American Stud. American comedy hunk. Yeah. Walks shirtless. in shirtless, tight jeans <laughs> on, bursts in. Yeah. Yeah. And he sees Medicaid nationally. He sees the first one, then he sees the second one, yeah. and he says, I believe, <laughs> is it my birthday today? <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. And it is Jared Paladecki, the guy from Supernatural, who's actually quite famous now. Did you recognise him? Oh, no, I'm not um, the Supernatural wagon well, he's, Some people, yeah, he's quite famous to some people. But yeah, and then they spend the next 20 minutes in towels, walking around New York City. Running around in towels, and the, uh, there's just... It does seem to be that for a long time, doesn't it? The towel falls off. The towel falls off. You know, off. there's there's up the towel shots. It's yeah. definitely you can tell the the directors were like, "This is we got it, we got it. They're eighteen now. Let's just let's let's bash all these out. We can." It's super creep. It, super creep. It is super super duper creepy. What did cast your mind back? What did young you think of these these um, well, sexually charged well, hijinks? Well. I had quite a habit. I don't know if you did this, Dan. It might be a, it might be an actory thing, or it might just be a weird person thing. So I uh, used to, if I liked a film, I would act it out along with the film. Oh, I, would you I, do I, I, I did that many a time with like costumes and 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 changes and everything. So I remember being seven years old, wrapping a towel around me, acting out the whole scene, <laughs> walking around the living That specifically that scene. It. I had I, what I would do, Dan. I would lay out the closest clothes I had to what they wear in every scene, and it, it, like a theatre show. And I would lay it behind the sofa. So when it was a scene change, I'd press pause, go run to the back of the sofa, get changed, and come. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm going to take back what I said. I definitely didn't do that. That's mental. I, I did. Oh, so did you play both parts? You you played both of the twins. Oh. No, no, Dan. I was Mary Kate, the the, the rebel, the Rebel without a cause, you know, that was, she was, she connected to me. So who portrayed the other roles? Well, well no one, I was on my own. What, so you were, <laughs> of course I was. so what you, you were doing, you were doing the film and imagining you've got co-stars? Well, yeah, Dan, I didn't have any friends, so I did everything on my own. Oh, wait, so this, hang on, so this, this isn't like, you know, like, like when a, a, an actor goes on the Graham Norton show and they talk about doing plays for the family and stuff when the kids, this is yeah, you alone. on my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is you alone in your room. So in a as towel. alone as you could be. Yeah. Wow. As alone as you could be, acting it out, accents, you know, everything. Wow. One time I, I, I did one for my mum. I did the Princess Diaries for my mum, made her watch that entire film with me acting so it out. So would you do the entirety of the film or would you just pick selected scenes or that's extraordinary, Laura. Yeah, even scenes where maybe the character that I was portraying was just sort of sat down a bit of a featured role in it, I would still do that. So I would, you know, do my reactions to what was happening, my thoughts to the scene, how I was feeling at any given point. I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I'm blown away by that. Yeah. Because uh... I used to do, I used to do little, little like impersonations of films, but I'd never... Yeah. I'd never go all out and do a do a production. There's still time. You could, you could still do yeah, it. I'm too, I'm too lazy. 
it's quite therapy. It's quite fun. You know, you feel like you're. I felt like I was really living the Mary Kate and Ashley fantasy. So actually, so this film, I mean, it does. Yeah. It, it, it's quite a profound impact. This film, oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember I bought a simple plan CD to even be more like. <laughs> Are they an actual band? <laughs> Yeah, they were big, big time in 2004. Were they? they? Oh, what was that song they sang? Oh, there's a proper well-known Simple Plan song. I can't remember it, but it was a good one, right. obviously. Yeah. So, so Mary Kate and Ashley, they're running around in towels. Yes, running around in towels. It's worth mentioning mm-hmm. that we've both had, that both the twins have had run-ins yeah. with, with handsome strangers. Uh-huh. Maybe yeah. perhaps planting the seed for future romance. Yeah, yeah, and they just bump into each other. Very, very Richard Curtis. Very, oh, yeah. maybe I'll see you again. Mm. You know, it's nice, mm. nice. Yeah. Because the thing is with America and Ashley Fondant, you've not, you're not as au pair with them as I am. Mm. Every film, they've both got to have a boy that they end up with. They always have a boy that they both end up with, and there's, they're like always. Is that the formula? So this. Yeah, they've always got to have one. You can never have a Mary Kate going off with a boy and not the Ashley. So it's always both. They find a handsome. Naughty's boy. Yeah, and they're always. Nice. How old are they in the, this um, film? Are they? Sp- they're supposed to be I eighteen. Think, yeah, I think so they're going off to try and get a scholarship to Oxford, London, aren't they? Right. Yeah. So, they, so presumably these the, the male equivalents are the same age. But to me, in these films, they always look way older, but with young hair. <laughs> yeah. It's like that'll do it. Give him, give him a swoop. Give him and a, take ten years put off. Put some curtains on him. Yeah, shear fifteen yeah, so year off. He's pre. Well, I had an audition the other day, Dan, for a high schooler. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Did you really? It's just embarrassing, isn't it? I felt so embarrassed sending off the tape. I was like, I, I know I'm six foot and I've got eye bags the size of Mount Everest. Well, that's what you, that's what you do, isn't it? It's like you, you put on your on your on your CV. It's kind of like, what's your playing age? You know, it's like thirteen to well, I don't know thirty. <laughs> there's no way. Like I've, I think mine's like twenty, twenty plus, which I think I can get away with. 20 plus, what, just up to 100? <laughs> 20 plus. Well, most of the characters I've played, Laura, are old men. <laughs> yeah, you do have a... I think it's your... Yeah. It's, it's less look, more demeanour. Yeah, yeah, I think it's your groundedness. I think yeah. mo- most young people aren't as grounded as you, you know. They've got... They're a bit flighty. But you can play 20. Yeah. <laughs> that was such an unsure... Yeah. Have a, yeah. Have a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, let's get this plot sorted. So they're in towels. Because what's happened is the dog that was in the hotel room, that is the the dog of the person who was staying at the hotel room, eats the chip. So then Mary and Ashley have to walk around with the dog because when the dog poos, then they can eat the chip because Chinese Andy Richter has phoned up Ashley and gone, listen, I have your day planner. You left it in the back of the limo. And her day planner is her life. Yeah. It has her credit cards, her speech that she's going to yeah. give at the university later on. And he goes, if you want your day planner, you better meet me at this hotel with the chip. With the chip. Stat. So that's their next target. That's their next goal. Right. What they have to do. See. This, uh, this is, this is uh, still the bits of the film that I saw. And I, I, ca- okay. I cannot for the life in me remember what happens now. We've not mentioned Eugene Levy. We've not mentioned Eugene Levy. He's in it. This is this is Eugene Levy's second appearance on this podcast. Is 
Pity. What was the other Cheaper one? Cheaper by the dozen too. I've never seen Cheaper by the dozen. Oh well. You know what? Any of them? Am I missing? No. How many are oh, there? Marbles. A dozen. No, there's two. Oh no, I've not. I've not. I've never seen them. Hey, you want to get on it? They're rebooting it. With Zach, with Zach Braff. From Scrubs? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, very good. Well, but Eugene okay. is in well, Cheaper by the be. Dozen 2 in a, in a similar sort of role. He's a master at playing characters that are kind of... Um, he's the ultimate straight man, isn't he, Eugene Levy? Yes, and he's very, and he in this film he plays a sort of... Have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. He plays a... What's his name now? Oh, the the, the principal, isn't it? The, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, the principal that's in pursuit of Ferris yeah. Bueller because he's taken a day off. He plays a very similar role to that. It, he's sort it, of it is chasing that. After, yeah. it, it, it is yes. that, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so he's chasing after Mary-Kate because he is a truancy officer mm. and she has been truant more times than anyone else in history. So she's trying to find her to finally... I don't know. Yeah, what is, what's his Shot, plan? To I don't know. I don't know. I think he just wants to catch her and feel good about himself, I think. Yeah. But so should, they've now got more things to contend with because they've also got Eugene Levy following them. So they've got the, ch- so it's, the, it's the, the they've got the the Chinese mm-hmm. pirates are after the chip. Yeah. The FBI's after the chip. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um what's his name? Eugene Levy is after Mary Kate. Medicaid. Medicaid. For truancy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, where are we now? This is supposed Today. to be a quick plot rundown. This. It's taking... is it, I thought this was the entirety of the thing. Well, no, yeah, I mean, it can be what it is. I'm just... So, so, so they need to. Right, right. So they they're running around. Then they go to the Simple Plan concert. That's when they go to the Simple Plan concert. Yes. In the middle of New York, in the middle of the day. Because right? well, Simple Plan are filming a music video, aren't they? Oh, that's it. And, yes, they're filming and a music video. really wants to be in it. So yeah, they go to the Simple Plan concert and then they are being pursued by one angle by Chinese Andy Richter, by the other angle by Eugene Levy. So they are forced onto the stage of the Simple Plan concert. They are forced. Yes. And their only way out, Dan, yeah. is crowd surf. Crowd so surf. they jump into the crowd and they crowd surf and there's the the, the the sound of Simple Plan swells and the music elevates and it's magical. And, and the best part of that scene, I will send you it, it's... They've got a fake dog that they're holding when they jump into the crowd, and it's hilarious. There's this fake plastic dog wiggling oh, around. I, did, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't clock the fake dog. I'm just going to play a little bit, if I can get away oh, with it, of this it. simple plan song. This is so 2004. Isn't that just bringing back some... Now, Door. this guy, I know he sings like that. Does he speak like it? Does he, when this guy, hello, like, does he does he sound like a muppet when he speaks? Was this it? Was this a, a popular jam of your youth? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, could you imagine that guy? <laughs> Just like, do you want something from the store? Do you want yeah. milk or do you want bread? Yeah, we've run milk out of muesli. I'm gonna go to the to the store. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you want anything? Hey, put on ITV. I think Tenable's on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I hope he speaks like that. Yeah, no, that was a banger. I think I had that on my iPod Nano. Did you really? Which I also on my iPod Nano had Ali G in the house the entire film so that I could take that experience with me wherever I went. Well, you never you know, know when I... the urge might <laughs> rise. You always need that that material with you, don't you? Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, you know. Because it happens to us all, you know. We all have, yeah, we all have needs. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, right, simple plans happened. Yeah, and... They've crowd surfed and they've escaped in the crowd. Eugene the crowd. Levy then crowd surfs and hits the floor. Classic oh, sort of classic. like cuts to everyone. Classic and everyone going, "Ooh, that's gotta." Yeah, that kind of fact. That's gotta. Has um, that has that Laura? Has that ever been funny? Oh no, no. It's... And has go on. Never. I'm saying, has someone getting hit in the balls ever been funny? This this got this, this issue got raised in the cheaper by the dozen two thing for, from my end. The, the, uh, films of this time, because Cheaper by the Dozen came out too, and came out in the same year as this. Films right. of around that time, there's always a getting hit in the balls joke. They love it, and it's always the same, the exact same shot of like the the shot from behind the guy yeah. and a kid running up, and then the close up of the face going, Ooh, yeah. and then him falling over. And, it's always exactly. And then the same. there's a cut to a, another person in the room who goes, "That gotta hurt." Yeah, yeah, and it's ne- I, I've, I never laughed when I was four, when I was five, when I was prime age for that to be funny. It was never funny. Somebody, at some point, must have laughed at it. Must have. Otherwise, why would I they mean, keep hammering it home, Laura? It's just an easy one to throw in, isn't it? I feel like it's one of those safe bets. If you're writing a kids' film or like a teen film, you can go. Listen, we've not got a gag in this one. I don't really know where that. There's there's no high point in this scene. Kick him in the bollocks. Yeah, done. Sorted. Who's the sort of male authority figure that the kids won't really like? Chuck a ball over Kick him in the box. Exactly. Yeah. And it solves a multitude of sins. Because you don't really get it. You don't get it much anymore, do you? It's kind of... I think if a a modern day film pulled out one of those gags, it would date it significantly. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what? Do you know what else? In a similar ballpark that they always do in these films. (laughs) Variation on the theme. Um, Yeah. Somebody falls over, and then the person yeah. who's fall, fallen over goes, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is another Has one. that ever been funny? No, it's not. No. And I tell you what, the other one that isn't, fun, isn't funny, when, you know, when multiple children um, poke their heads out of a doorway and yeah. they form a little stack? Yes. Because <laughs> they're spying. Yeah. Just these tropes, never, you never know. Never been funny, has it? Bash them out in these. Yeah. But anyway, we... so yes, Eugene Levy falling on the floor yeah. is not funny. Yes, we've, we've. I think we can conclude. We can conclude. I mean, I mean, not much in this film is, but when I was younger, I thought it was hilarious. No, I can. I, uh, do, do you know what? You've got to look at these films within within yeah. the context, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And this film, of course. Like, I guarantee you, my sister was exactly the same and had watched this film at some point. I, I, I distinctly remember Mary, Kate and Ashley being around my house. You know? They were a big staple in, in 2004. In 2004. One. So yeah. you've got to, yeah. you know, this film was mm-hmm. not made with the atten- in, with the intention of me. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. 
I'm so wasn't. Watching it in 2021. And that's what's so brilliant about it, Dan. The fact that no one, no one intended no. for this film to be seen by you. No. Absolutely no one. And yet you put it on. You paid for it. I paid for it. You paid for the film. Yeah, I paid for it. And then straight after you said, oh, it's on Netflix. £3.49 I paid for this. I've got I've no. got it for 48 hours. Well, there you go. Yeah. You can watch it as many times as you want. What do you think it is worth? If you had to put up monetary worth on that. Who's the money going to? Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. Straight to them. Yeah. Do you know? No, Eugene Levy. Go to Eugene. Oh, I'll give him three fifty. Yeah, for the years of of pleasure he's given me. Whoa. No, calm down. Look, it's not Ali G. What, what are all that you? Where are we going here? So. <laughs> So Ashley, Ashley, she's that. trying to get to the. We're still en route to she this. To get to a university to, to do a speech. Yes. I feel like this is dri- yes. driving us insane. This. <laughs> so we're doing this to they, ourselves. They, they, they fall. <laughs> they fall in a sewer. They fall in a sewer. Do you know what? I don't think I saw this. Oh, right. Okay, right. So you're going to have to Here spell it so, out. So, okay. So, Eugene Levy's chasing them they fall down a sewer they walk through the sewer to out of the sewer they, they manage to escape by getting out the sewer then they you completely missed the the black hair salon oh oh damn that's like a pivotal part so they fall into a place called the house of bling which is a a hair salon predominantly for for black women and they've got these horrendous racial stereotypes again oh, like i've never seen so many sisters and ooh child and ooh honey honey girl come over oh, here yeah. and they give them makeovers multiple makeovers of of many different racial stereotypes and then you know that again another trope, another trope. in naughty's movies yeah. where people get dressed into different outfits and you've got someone going mm, yes. like shaking their head and going like no not for you one of those yeah. And then they judge them up, do the hair, make them all look nice, and finally they look lovely, and they leave the salon to go to the university. Right. No, I missed that. Damn, that's like the most iconic part. And then they have a bit of a tiff on the side of the road, and it's iconic. Ever since mum died, you've been pushing me No, I I didn't see this bit, but I heard it. I I was making a cup of tea at this point. Yeah, so it's the sort of, you know, emotional crux. And they're like, you know, you've been pushing me away. You know why I want to go to Oxford? It's because it's 3,000 miles away from you. And it's really mm. intense. Yeah, and then they go their separate ways, walk off, and it's a bit of a... There's always a dead parent. Always a dead parent, Always yeah. a dead parent. Or divorced parents, and the divorce has really traumatised the, the younger person. Yeah, it's got to be one of each. Can't be a happy, happy parent. No. So they have this 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 yeah. moment of conflict. Yeah. So Mary Kate and Ashley, they, they've 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 split ways here. We're thinking, oh my god, are they ever going to make it up? Yeah, and then what happens? There's a bit of drama with the with Chinese 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 Alan. What's his name? Chinese Andy Richter. Chinese Alan. Chinese Andy. China, that's from Gavin and Stacey, right? <laughs> and he kidnaps he kidnaps them, kidnaps the dog. And then there's a bit of a tiffle and they manage to get away somehow. Oh, there's a big car chase. A big car chase. With Mary Kate and Ashley driving and Eugene Levy chasing them in the in the car. I've got it on here. I've I've still got the film for forty eight hours, so Right, go on. That's the that sounds like the car chase to me. Yes. There you go. Can you see them driving? Yeah. Yes. So 
So what's going on here? Comedy car So we've got America and Ashley in a taxi. Right. Being pursued in a camper van or an RV by Eugene Levy and a tourist couple whose RV it is, and they're providing a bit of light relief. Right. In right. the camper yeah. van. We need light relief in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that dramatic scene, we needed a bit of a lift. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Then they do eventually make it to university, but only one of them. Only Mary Kate gets to university because Jane is been kidnapped. Ashley, sorry. Ashley's been kidnapped by Chinese Andy Richter. Yes. So Mary Kate goes to university and gives the speech for her, but it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's the classic yeah. It's the classic kind of uh, the swapped identities. Switcheroo. The old switcheroo. Exactly. I see. They do it in most of the films. Most Mary Kate and Ashley films, they switch at one point and then... Ashley comes in, goes, "Oh, that wasn't me," um, and then gives her, and then gives her speech. No, she doesn't give her speech. Hang on, I'm 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 fast forwarding here to, so the car chase. Oh look, yes. I've skipped I've skipped a bit ahead, and um, one of the uh, the Olsen twins is 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 snogging the um, the, the handsome oh, yes, clean cut pirate fella from earlier. Yeah, so they they often kiss the boys that they're with. Right. There's a little little smooch. Yeah. And then the climax is sort of, they all are on the stage at the university because everyone's come together. Chinese Andy Richter, um, Eugene Levy, Mary-Kate and Ashley, they're all on the stage of this university conference because they've all been chasing the twins. And the way they get out of it is they go, that man over there, pointing to Chinese Andy Richter, he is doing a bad thing. And this man here, Eugene Levy, he was about to arrest him. So go on and do your wonderful job. So it boosts Eugene Levy's ego a bit. And he goes, yeah, sure, I'll arrest him. He forgets about Mary-Kate and Ashley. They all are fine. So by the end, everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Chinese Andy Richter is going down. Yeah, he's gone down. He's he's in he's in prison. And they're off to Oxford, London. Right. If her speech goes badly, how does she end up going yeah. to the... Because Daryl, what's his name? Daryl, not Daryl Summers. What's his name? Supernatural. No, the guy from SNL that's been in it the whole way through, who does the Sean Connery impression, Daryl Hammond. Oh yes, you know Daryl yes. Hammond's been in it all the way through. Daryl Hammond. So another cameo. Daryl Hammond's been in it the whole way through. Is he the guy he on the bike find... who fancies the other one? What? No, what? no, what? he's not. He's not one of the handsome studs. Oh, who is he then? He's. He's the one who keeps showing up. So he's the one who's on the train. He, they, they, he He's in the back of the taxi. I'm with you. I know what you mean. I'm with you. Him. I'm with you. So he is, the, he is the judge of this speech competition. Turns out that that's his job. He's the judge. And he finds her speech notes and chases her out of the thing and goes, have fun at Oxford. And she goes, what do you mean? I didn't give my speech. And he goes, I read these notes. This would have been a terrific speech. And she gets to go. Wow. Yeah. Oh, isn't that lovely? Knackered. Do you know I'm exhausted? So have you have you got any more f- further comments on on what the film what the film means to you and how, why why has this film stayed with you for such a long time? Because I think it I think it sums up that thing that a lot of young British girls had of wanting to be an American teenager having a boy fall in love with her and running around New York. And that was literally all it is. That is literally the height of it. And I thought they were pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably it. Yeah. But it's a, I reckon if you interview most 
British women my age, and you said to them, like, when you were younger, like, Mary Kate and Ashley, be like, oh, I wanted to be them so bad. They were just like the it girls. They it's were like just, the kind of it. it was, w- incredible. was there a bit of rivalry? Because I always put them in the same kind of category as a Hilary Duff. Yeah, see, Hilary Duff was just dead boring to me. She was just, she was, she was really boring. Mary Kate and Ashley had a bit more spunk. Were the camps, could, were, really were the kind of like, you were either a Hilary Duff fan no. or. Medicaid nationally, was there a rivalry going going on there? Do you think a, a divide? No, a, a no, divide? no. I don't think it was that extreme. There might have been a bit of divide between Mary Kate and Ashley. Like you're either a Mary Kate or you're an Ashley. Right. Did they always? Did they always the play? Was one always the kind of the more proper one and the other was always the... the yes. The, was it? Yes, but sometimes they flipped. Did they? Sometimes Ashley was the bit of the rebel, Mary-Kate, and it was scandalous. They did a TV show called So Little Time, which I was obsessed with, and in that one, Ashley was the rebel. Right. Right. There you go. Uh, Never know what to expect with these girls. So we don't know what they're doing now, then, because this was their last film. It's been quite a gap. Well, well... Mary-Kate was engaged, I don't know if she's still engaged, to Sarkozy's brother. Who's Sarkozy? Nicolas Sarkozy, the president of France. Oh, oh, it's the way you said it. I thought this was a guy called Sarkozy. Is that what Banzi in? Yeah, Sarkozy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sarkozy. Yeah, sorry. My mistake. Um, yeah, she was engaged to Oliver Sarkozy. Really? Yeah. I don't know if she is anymore. Who, and he's 51 and she was like 30 at the time. Right. So that's what she's up to. Ashley, I think, is just doing fashion design. So that that's what that's what I'm getting at. Are they still are they still active on on the scene? No, this this was their last film together, New York Minute. Right. And so they didn't act at. I think a couple, they did a couple of things separately, but then they gave up acting when they were like twenty, and they retired at twenty billionaires. Billionaires. Yeah, I'm pretty sure billionaires. Oh Let me double check. Let me double check. Do you have these thoughts, Laura? I have these thoughts of like, oh. I'm 28 years old, Laura. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had these thoughts recently because recently I, I really like the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I went back and I was listening to all some some Beatles stuff and watching some documentaries and whatnot. All of the Beatles, all of them, were under thirty when the Beatles split up. Really? George Harrison, I think, was twenty six. No. He was he was young. When he first joined the band that would become the Beatles, he was 14. Was like 13, or yeah. <gasps> now, this makes me uncomfortable. 28 years old. What have I done? Many things. You cannot compare yourself to the Beatles. Well, I am. Come I, I, on. I, I am. I am. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing here. I'm putting myself up. This is where my head's been going recently, especially because you're cooped up in the, in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, why haven't I transformed popular music? <laughs> but you have people like the Beatles, mm. but then you also have people like Alan Rickman, who didn't really make a film till he was about 35. Am I right? Yeah, am I, 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 are you right? I don't know. I think I am. I think he didn't really do anything till he was like 35. Or someone like, um, oh, who else only really started when they were like, um, oh, let me have a think. Chris, Christoph yeah, Waltz. So, yeah, ex- there you go. Exactly, there you go. exactly. 
So Alan Rickman, I think I looked it up before, he was he he went to RADA when he was your age, I think, when he was like 28. So he only started his training when he was your age. Right. And then he started up. So look, so don't compare yourself to the Beatles. Alan Rickman. Fine. Don't compare yourself to the Beatles, compare yourself to Alan Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I still feel like I'm punching. Exactly. <laughs> At the soft spot cinema. Thank you very much to Laura for joining me. I think you'll agree it was quite a journey. I learnt some things and I hope you did as well. As I said at the top of the show, you can find Laura on YouTube if you search for The Book of Laura. And also you can follow her on Twitter at Laura E. Noble. But that's all we've got time for for this episode of Soft Spot Cinema. Next time, I'll be joined by another old mate of mine, Grace Long, who's coming to see 101 Dalmatians, the, uh, the live-action version. So, you know, that's going to be fun. But in the meantime, do take care of yourselves. Uh, follow Competent Productions on Twitter, at CompProds. And you can follow me, if you want to, at Sean underscore Henry. Sean spelt S-H-O-R-N. Uh, Sean underscore Henry. I- I'm not the biggest Twittery tweeter on the on the planet. But, you know, it's uh, might be, but if you've got a spare minute, just uh, just search me up. But that's all we've got time for. Be kind to yourselves and each other. See you next time. Down at the soft spot cinema What shows is down to So take a seat, enjoy the view Down at the soft spot cinema We're here to brighten Day. We don't care what the critics say There's no entry fee to pay Just a donation would be nice At the soft spot cinema Soft Spot Cinema was a competent production created and hosted by Sean Henry. It featured contributions from Hannah Rose Lewis and special guest Laura Noble. Music and jingles by Christopher Axton.